Hi, welcome to Dr. Colbert's Divine Health Podcast. I'm Mary Colbert, and of course you know... I'm Dr. Colbert. Hey there. <laughs> hey, we are so excited to be here today. Uh, we're in a new studio, as you can see. La James and Betty Roberson has allowed us to come Robinson, into the... Mary. Robinson, Mary. Robinson, who... I, I pronounced <laughs> her names wrong. Um, Robinson, they let us come in and film our shows here, and we so appreciate Yes, them. we do. And their Absolutely. Um, CEO, Bruce, is a good friend of ours. And anyway, we don't take it for granted, and we certainly appreciate it, and we hope you enjoy this program. We've got three we're doing today. And he is going to be covering something that I think is going to be really interesting for a lot of people. Well, we're going to be talking about gallbladder disease because so many patients that, I, that come and see me have gallstones and they don't even know about it. But they're having these symptoms and they're getting this cramping pain, usually this gnawing, gripping pain in their right upper abdomen. Or they're getting referred pain to their shoulder blade or to their upper back or it may occur behind their breastbone with nausea and vomiting, especially if they eat fatty foods. And some are going to chiropractors or you're getting x-rays of their back or think it's their back that's causing their problem, but this is referred pain from the gallbladder. You know, I think you just pointed out something that I think is a really important point for people to stick with, and that is following eating something fatty. Yes, absolutely. And that's so, what happens. See, the way we're, it's so amazing. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalms 139.14 says, but God's put this little gallbladder right underneath our liver. And I'll show you a picture of it. But the picture is right here. Here's your liver right here. And then underneath it, the little green that organ, little green the little sack. green sack I is your gallbladder. Right. Is this it here? And this is blown up right here, and it's a and you have a cystic duct that uh, the bile flows out of the gallbladder in the cystic duct, then to the common bile duct. The common bile duct then goes into the duodenum, which is the intestines, to help break down the fat. Now, so when you eat fat. You, you, your body releases the hormone cholecystokinin, which causes the ball, gallbladder to contract, to release the bile down the cystic duct in the common bile duct into the duodenum to help you break down the fat. Is that amazing it how is, God designed it? You know what? And what was <clears throat> really amazing, and I think this is worth saying right here, is God made this for a reason. Yes. So <laughs> it's really best if you can live with it than we live without yes. it. <laughs> now, you realize 10 to 15% of adults have gallbladder disease. And that's, you say, that's not so bad, 10 to 15%, but a lot of them have gallbladder issues and their doctors haven't discovered it. They're having that occasional intermittent gnawing, gripping pain right up here usually mm. that can radiate to the shoulder blade or the upper back or the mid back. So or it can the go around the... to yes. the back. I've yeah. heard of people with those, that pain radiating. They think, oh, I'm having a heart attack. And it may be due just to sludge in the gallbladder. Wow. Or it may be a stone or it may be little multiple stones. So we're going we're gonna to dissect this and explain it to you. But a common thing is just biliary colic where you have just have sludge in there or maybe just little stones and they kind of get built up and so it blocks that cystic duct and then all of a sudden the gallbladder goes into spasm and the spasm creates that intermittent gripping gnawing pain that comes and goes mm. and so it's not so bad it comes and goes some people get nausea some get vomiting and uh, again this is just the biliary colic easy to fix for most patients now 
Can I ask you real quick? Because yeah. this is on my, um, it mm -hmm. causes stones. Why do you get stones in there? Well, interesting. The bile is composed of four main ingredients. The bile is composed of water and bile salts and phospholipids, uh, including lecithin, and it also has cholesterol. But what happens is the phospholipids get decreased in the, in the uh, bile, then the cholesterol can get saturated and form crystals and stones. Most stones, 90% are cholesterol stones. Wow. So if you have high cholesterol, you are going to be more prone to developing gallstones. But if you have what we call the four Fs, if you're fat or obese, fertile, have had multiple children, over 40, and, <laughs> and female, okay, you have the four Fs, and those are at much higher risk. Now, you add on to that high cholesterol, and you add, then you add on to that a diet high in processed carbs and sugars and bad fats like saturated fats. See, most stones are made from saturated fats mm. like butter and cream and cheese and ice cream and coconut oil and fried foods, french fries, potato chips, tortilla chips, fried chicken and fatty meats like bacon, sausage, burgers, uh, your brisket, your steaks, your pepperoni, all of those fatty meats are high in saturated fats, which can trigger gallstones, when, especially when you get that super saturated bile, not enough phospholipids. Phospholipids are lecithin and phospholipids, which prevent stones from forming. So that's what happens. We get so the right actually condition. Prevent. Absolutely, we so do it all the time. Oh, wow. But the first thing we usually see, especially in females, but also males, males get this all the time too, because most males are obese, most males are high cholesterol that we see are on statin drugs to keep their cholesterol down, and they're eating all these foods and low fiber. One thing that prevents gallstones that's so important is fiber, like our fiber zone. And mm. taking a scoop of that twice a day, that literally lowers the saturated fats and prevents stones from forming. When you are constipated, you are asking to eventually have sludge or stones in your gallbladder. So 10 to 15% of Americans have these. I think it's much greater because I see a lot more patients with sludge in there. I think it's higher too, and, just and from people I know. Every time I, I, I get a phone call from someone, Mary, will you ask Dr. Culver what he thinks of it? Well, there's an acupressure point, and I test this on every patient I see. It's the gallbladder point. Right. It's right here. It's between the ribs right here. That's ribs number, I believe, 10, 11. I got to tell you, one and, thing we probably are going to need to yeah. do is we're gonna to have to take a camera crew into Don's office yeah, one right. day and let the people see you, what you do, oh my. and how you <laughs> That would be fun, wouldn't well, it? Well, I tell you what, it'll <laughs> go viral. I really believe it? it, cause a lot of people wonder what it is he does, yeah. and I think that'd be something we should really look at doing. But there's doing. a point right yeah. in the lower rib cage, right yeah. between, I believe it's ribs number, it's probably eight, nine, or nine, 10, but when you touch it, you have gallbladder, pump. oh, it's so sore, it feels like a rising, mm. and the patients come off the table. Ah, and then I trace tender, the meridian, and the Chinese okay. have mapped these out over 2,000 years ago. The, the gallbladder meridian runs from the lateral eyebrow area right here all the way down to the lateral aspect of the fourth toe. Wow. And when you touch it, 
and you do kinesiology testing, it goes weak. It goes oh. real weak. So you can press on the little toe. No, on the medial aspect of the fourth toe. The fourth Excuse toe. Excuse me, the lateral aspect of the fourth toe. Fourth toe. There's, uh, there's, a, there's that's, an acupressure that's, point that's there. That's an acupressure point that corresponds with the gallbladder. That's incredible. So I do this you, daily, and I find patients every day with this. Mary. John, this is amazing. That's where you were talking about in Psalms 139. Fearfully and wonderfully. We made. are fearfully and wonderful made. Yes. And what is so amazing is that you've spent years studying these different acupressure points. Oh, Mary, it's so powerful. The average doctor has no, no, no idea. idea. People think it's spiritual. No, I don't do acupuncture. And it's not spiritual. It's all, it's all based on science. It's all science, and uh, it's amazing how it works. But the first and the most common thing I see is just biliary colic. And then 1% to 3% of the population has acute cholecystitis, which is just inflammation of the gallbladder, usually due to a stone in the cystic duct. And the pain is more severe. Wow. It's constant usually associated with nausea and vomiting. So that's what differentiates it. It's more severe. And many times, sometimes people get chills and fever. So that, wow. and that's when they go to the ER, they check the gallbladder ultrasound, which is the main test to determine if you have a gallstone, an ultrasound, non-invasive. And they say, oh, you have a gallstone. Well, what 99% of physicians will do is they'll send you to the surgeon and you'll have a laparoscopic cholecystectomy where they'll take it out uh, in surgery, remove it mm -hmm. through a laparoscope. That's what happens to most people. But we can usually prevent that if we catch it in time. Now, if you have severe cholecystitis, fever and all, you need to get it out. Don't wait, go ahead and get yeah. it out. Yeah. And we're gonna talk about some other conditions that are real important, especially surgical uh, emergencies that is a stone in the common bile duct. Now, that's a surgical emergency. You say, what are symptoms of that? Well. It's if you, if your skin is jaundice or if your skin is yellow or your eyes, the whites of your eyes are yellow and you're having severe right upper quadrant pain and nausea and vomiting and fever and chills and dark urine and clay or light colored stools, that's a sign you have a common duck stone. That's a surgical emergency. You call 911 <laughs> and you go via ambulance, ASAP, now, or it can go into sepsis. Wow, now we had a patient yes. who had this. And that's why I freaked out and I said, you gotta go to the ER because that's a surgical emergency. Right, now what was interesting is yeah. the surgeons, right. when she got there and stuff right. said, we can't do surgery on you right now. They, it was not in the common bile duct, see. Oh, is that what if it's it was? Not, if it's in the common bile duct, that's a surgical emergency, or it can lead to gangrene of the gallbladder, oh my God. rupture of the gallbladder, or sepsis where bacteria are growing in the blood. That's, a, that's an emergency, but hers okay, was so not. Okay, so hers was not, but she was right. yellow. She, she was, was yellow, and that's rare. That's really rare. That's what fooled all the doctors. But oh. why did I send her to the ER? Real simple. Yeah because I wanted to rule out the major thing because that is a common bile duct stone because that's a surgical emergency. If it's so what did they do, an ultrasound to see where yes. the stone is? Yes. And then they saw there wasn't, it right. wasn't there. And so I that was you. not an emergency. Okay. But then there's also other, there's other issues that's going on with the gallbladder, such as chronic gallbladder disease in which there's gallstones. And so what's happening, just picture a little stone that intermittently gets stuck in the cystic duct and the gallbladder is having to contract against that stone. So it leads, the gallbladder becomes inflamed and stiff and scarred because it's kind of press or it's pumping, trying to push the bile out because people are eating fatty foods that make it contract. So it's contracting, but it's not moving. So it gets all scarred and inflamed and stiff. So it doesn't function right. 
And so those people, we, we can usually clean that out. Mm -hmm. Again, it usually takes a gallbladder flush or it takes some of these nutrients that I'm going to be talking about later on that start to clean it out and heal the gallbladder, especially got to remove the sludge and the small stones. But you want to see the size of the stones because the, the cystic duct that leads from the gallbladder to the common bile duct, and most people is three millimeters in size. Now for some small women, it's only like 2.8 millimeters. And if your stone is 3.5 or four or five millimeters, you're not gonna get that stone out. You're just gonna get stuck. Mm. Now your common- And it won't dissolve. There's nothing you can yes, do Yes, there to are dissolve. things that can dissolve. Oh, there is. Yes, and I'm gonna okay. talk, okay. The okay. things that dissolve the stones, if the stone is cholesterol, which 90% are cholesterol, but if it's calcified, and you say, how do you tell if it's calcified? You can get an x-ray. If it's radio-opaque, it means it's calcified. Then you cannot dissolve the stone. Oh. But if it's just a cholesterol stone and it's not calcified, you can dissolve it with Actigol, which you've been using for years to dissolve stones. Actigol. Actigol is, is a, a medicine. Drug? It's a medicine that... Okay that's a bile acid that dissolves gallstones. Oh, wow. And it's been used for years, but they need to be less than five millimeters in size. So the size is yeah. important. If and it takes about six months to dissolve them, but yeah, six we do it. Six months. But the key is if you take Actigol, unfortunately within five years, most of the stones return unless you get your cholesterol down. The root oh. problem is the high cholesterol form of the stone. So oh, yes, we can wow. dissolve it. So what I do is I like to, first of all, I can do it naturally most of the time. But what, what we need to understand is that uh, we usually figure out if it's a gallstone by the ultrasound. We want to find out the size of those, the cystic duct and the common bile duct, real important. Now, uh, the, there's also other problems with the gallbladder, something that's more rare, such as polyps in the gallbladder. A polyp is a little uh, stalk of tissue that's in the gallbladder. It's not a stone, it's a little polyp arising from the mucosa of the gallbladder. If it's only 10 millimeters, 10 millimeters, which is small, it poses no risk. But if it's 15 millimeters or more, it can increase the risk of gallbladder cancer. So we look wow. at the size of the polyp, and if it's 15 millimeters or more, we recommend you get that gallbladder out. Wow, so that you can get a polyp in yes, your gallbladder, which more is rare. similar to when you get a colonoscopy can, yes. and they find polyps. Yes. yes. You can get it in the gallbladder. Right. Wow. Now you say, well, what if it's what if it's 10 to 14 or almost 15, not quite 15? You can monitor it yearly, and you can speak the word over it, mm. just like you know Mark 11, 23, 24. If you will speak the word over it, yeah. speak to your mountain, be thou removed, speak to your stone or speak to your polyp, be thou removed right. and believe it in your heart and confess it and believe it, then you. You, I've seen those things go away too. Yeah. So again, you have to exercise your faith with that. And we love Kenneth Hagin who teaches us that and Andrew Womack, good mm. friend of ours. So uh, now, but again, most polyps are nothing to worry about. If you do have a polyp, but you should monitor it at the least. If it's over 50 millimeters, get it out. Wow. Now, one thing that I found and this is something really common. The Chinese have known this for thousands of years, yet most American doctors do, do not even ever mention this. But the Chinese, according to Chinese traditional medicine, the gallbladder dysfunction leads to resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness, and what they call festering anger. Festering anger. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> so 
you're talking about deadly emotions. Yes, yes. Associated with the gallbladder. Yes. Jeez. And it's interesting that with the gallbladder, those uh, bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment, and festering anger are emotions usually there. But I think what I found in my practice, many times harboring those emotions literally poisons the gallbladder. Wow. And it causes the gallbladder to be affected and wow. to dis have dysfunction and to form sludge. Now again, there's natural, there's emotional, there's spiritual aspects to disease. But I'm telling you, unforgiveness I've seen commonly associated with gallbladder disease. And again, the gall is uh, referred to as bitter, bitter gall. Oh. And again, bitterness I have found causes dysfunction in the gallbladder and predisposes people to uh, sludge and stones in the gallbladder. I tell you what, more reason according to the word, to walk in love, Absolutely. walk in forgiveness. Yeah. If you want to live a long, healthy life, you're going to keep all your body parts. Well, that's what Jesus says yeah. in, in John 13, a new commandment I wow. give you that you love one another as I have loved you. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples yeah. if you have love one toward another. We got to practice the love walk, which is simply uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. That's incredible. Especially in the Amplified Classic Edition. Those are the characteristics of love. You know, I have to, I have to tell you this because this is so <clears> funny. Uh, I've been in the exam room with Don and he'll go through the exam with the patient and hit that gallbladder <laughs> point and they'll, oh, you know. And they, and it pulls, they, they come, they rise off, off the, the table, table. and they, some will scream, ah! Oh, they do. And you'll go through. I said, I'm just on. barely touching it. Yeah. They said, no, it feels like a hot fire. poker. <laughs> so, but what he'll do is he'll do these emotion points yeah, right. and, and go through it and he'll look at them and then he'll go, okay, You've got bitterness towards somebody. You're harboring some bitterness towards somebody. And their look on their face, oh, they break and then they start to cry. Oh, I have to tell you a funny story. Okay. I just saw a lady about a month ago uh -huh. and she came in. She was about in her mid-70s and I checked her gallbladder and the same thing happened. She says, oh, that hurts so bad. She rose off the table and says, what is that? I said, that's your gallbladder. I says, are you, harboring, are you harboring bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness? He said, no. I said, well, let's check you. And let's say, say I forgive myself. And she did that. I did a kinesiology check. Right. No, you, she didn't forgive herself. Ah. Well, I forgive my husband. Yes, she forgave her husband. And then I says, anyone else you haven't forgiven? She says, yeah, there's a lot of people. <laughs> I said, who? She says, well, my, my church split a few years ago, mm. and there's a lot of people that they took my pastor away, a lot of my close friends away. Well, let's mm. name some of these people. And so she started naming people, and she, I said, well, say, I forgive so-and-so. An arm went weak. She, I said, we hadn't forgiven them. We got we to gotta forgive them. Well, oh, what wow. about so-and-so? Well, I, you know, I said, say, I forgive so-and-so. No, you didn't because her arm went weak. So I did a kinesiology check. You say, what's kinesiology? Well, this is a form of uh, German um, applied kinesiology that actually we do forgiveness therapy with, which is amazing. I've got to do videos on this yeah, in the Yeah, it's too hard to explain. You just have to experience it. But really to make a long story short, yeah. we took her through forgiveness therapy and literally 
uh, she tested strong, that she had forgiven all of these people. And she, she came in so nervous and stressed out where she couldn't sit still. She was so calm, so peaceful, mm. smiling, laughing with joy. The husband couldn't, he couldn't believe it. You may he have says, just saved her gallbladder. <laughs> I know. Gee. But then and her gallbladder went know. strong. But the thing about yeah. this, afterwards, I checked the acupuncture point. It was very strong. Now, also what I do with a lot of these patients with gallbladder issues, I have a laser and I put the laser over the gallbladder meridian and I charge it for about three minutes with the frequencies for the gallbladder. And many times we can charge the meridian and, and bring the energy up, which will help it function better along with certain detox measures we use. We're gonna be talking about those later. Yeah. But the forgiveness therapy is extremely important because if you're harboring bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, you're asking for gallbladder issues. Now, let's talk about what Jesus said because in Mark 11:25, just after he had said the most powerful faith statement, if you should say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in the heart. But then in verse 25, Jesus said, and when you stand praying, forgive, if you have aught against any that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. So ought is simply unforgiveness. And a lot of people have just a little ought <laughs> or just a middle-sized amount of ought or a lot just, of ought. Just a little poison. But, just a little but poison. just a little ought will literally affect your gallbladder. Wow. It'll affect it and it'll set you up for sludge. And people say, well, how do I forgive? And that's found in Ephesians 4.32. Paul says, and be kind uh, one to another. And I, he's talking to Christians. And he's having to teach them, be kind one to another, <laughs> tenderhearted. And then he says, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. We're to forgive others even as God has forgiven us. Through, through Jesus Christ, for Jesus' sake, has forgiven us. Now, that's almost impossible to do, but that's how we're supposed to forgive. Mm -hmm. And then he gave us an example. And uh, again, the example he gave us was in Matthew chapter 18, and a servant owed one, uh, the king 10,000 talents. Now, 10,000 talents back then was an unpayable debt of billions of dollars. And the king forgave his debt, to make a long story short. But then this servant went out and forced a servant who owed him just 100 pence, which is about three months of wages, to pay his debt. He, he said, either pay your debt or he's going to cast him into prison. Well, he cast him into prison because he couldn't pay the debt. So the servants went back and told the king what this evil servant had done. And then here's what the king said, and this is in Matthew 18, 32. His master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers. And some translations say tormentors until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. In other words, we're to forgive our brothers their trespasses, whatever they've done against us, and say, just cancel the debt. Mm -hmm. And I help people do this. I do this almost daily in my practice. Right. The church, the church members, unfortunately, have tons of unforgiveness, resentment, bitterness, and it's making them sick. That's and so it's sad. inviting in the tormentors or the tortures, which are diseases. Diseases that torture and torment are like arthritis, cancer, 
chronic mental illness, chronic depression, chronic anxiety, those are tormentors, those are tortures. And we're inviting these diseases in when we don't forgive. So it's so much easier to forgive and just let it go. And some people can't do it on their own, so we help people daily do this. I love that. It, it, it's so important to do a full examination from A to Z and not leave anything uncovered. And you were saying earlier when we went into the beginning here that people should take a look at what they, if they get a gallbladder attack, to take a look at their uh, review. What did you eat for dinner that yeah, night? Sure. So is cheese well, yes. well, again, a causer? Well, yes. Anything, anything high in saturated fats. So give us so some examples. So the saturated fats are butter, cream, cheese, ice cream, whipped cream, mm. sour cream, anything with high dairy fat, anything okay. with 2% or higher is fuel for the gallbladder spasms. You're asking for gallbladder disease because you're, you're increasing your cholesterol and that bile gets super saturated, you don't have enough phospholipids, and then boom, you got sludge or a stone forming. What about fried now, chicken? Yes, chips? now that's the first. Dairy, high okay. fat dairy, number one. Number okay. two, coconut oil or too much oh, MCT oil. Okay. Too much MCT can do it, so you need to limit your MCT like a half teaspoon twice a day. And then number three would be your fried foods. Fried foods is a major fuel for gallbladder disease. So you think fried chicken, French fries, fried shrimp, Hush puppies, tortilla chips. People forget about tortilla chips. Yeah. Those chips are deep fried. Yeah. When you eat those, yeah. you are fueling gallbladder problems. So if you have gallbladder and then potato issues, chips. Yes. a hamburger, <clears throat> french fries, yes. and ice cream. Get ready. And then, sure, and then fatty <laughs> meats, Mary. Yeah. Bacon, yeah. but it tastes so good. They yeah. say, well, bacon, sausage, hot dogs, hamburgers, wow. steak, brisket, ribs, pepperoni, salami, processed meat. Well, you say, can I never eat those? No, what I'm saying, if you eat those, take your get out of jail free card. Oh, the fiber. Your fiber zone. Your fiber zone will bind most of those saturated fats and oh. eliminate them through the colon, Okay. through the gut. So it just binds them. So within an hour of eating those, if I, like once a week, I'll go eat some bacon probably. Right, 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 but, right. But I have just two slices. It's not going to be full of fat. I just pat the grease off, and then I have my fiber zone. I have a heaping scoop and four to eight ounces of cold water, and boom, it binds the majority of the fats, and it lowers, helps to lower cholesterol levels. Wow. And you have really good cholesterol levels. Really good, yes. I know, so you're very proud so, of but that. But that's because I take <laughs> my fiber yeah. and I follow my, and this is the diet for to prevent gallstones. It's beyond keto. Yeah. And again, I, I take people off those high saturated fats. I put them on olive oil and mm -hmm. I put them on avocado oil and seeds and nuts and these powerful natural oils and, and uh, low fat protein sources, as well as lots of veggies. Beans, and we're going to talk about all the foods on the next program, which helps to prevent gallbladder disease and reverse it. And it's all found here. Beyond Keto, which is the healthy keto zone diet. See, 90, I would say 95 plus percent of keto diets are unhealthy. But this is the healthy keto diet using healthy oils, not a lot of dairy and cheese and butter and cream. Those are not healthy. Those are gallbladder triggers. Mm. And also it has the healthy Mediterranean. Those are the two healthiest diets in the world, I'm convinced. So you're just cleaning people out from the inside out is what yes. you're doing. Yes, and this is the key to uh, actually prevent gallbladder disease and to treat it. And we're going to be talking about the supplements on the next program which uh, treat it.
That's amazing. And then using lasers, using the emotional release, getting rid of doing forgiveness therapy, all of this works together, water. And then we're going to talk about the supplements because it's really important. We have some here. Okay. Uh, before we close out from this mm -hmm. show. What's the um, time that we have? We we're at 25 minutes. Oh, good. So we have we five, five minutes. minutes. Good. But before we close out of this show, let me just ask you this, because I know there's people watching right now. They're like, I lost my gallbladder. I oh, don't yeah. have it okay, anymore. Now, okay. So, well, that's a good question. Okay. Now, many people with that have lost their gallbladders, they may have uh, diarrhea, and I see this a lot. People mm -hmm. who've had a cholecystectomy, many times when they eat a lot of fats or olive oil or right. nuts or something, even healthy fats, they get diarrhea. Right. And so for them, they can either get a supplement that contains ox bile. I know it sounds weird, ox, O-X, bile, B-I-L-E, mm -hmm. and take like two to three tabs before a meal with a lot of fats. Or if you have severe diarrhea, like I have some patients, they get severe diarrhea every time they eat. Oh, wow. And so I have to put them on a bile acid sequestrant that binds the bile acid. It's called cholestyramine. It's not absorbed in the body. It just goes through the body and it slows down the digestive tract so that people do not get diarrhea. It's miraculous for some people. I put them on a half a scoop to a scoop twice a day. And okay. it literally, they live a normal life after that. Okay, so the bile that the gallbladder does produce for us. It just runs right into the duodenum from the common bile duct. And it helps you with your digestion. Yes, but you so, don't have that anymore. See, that gallbladder was right. a regulator. Right. And so whenever you eat fat, you, your body releases an, uh, a special hormone called cholecystokinin and, and that triggers the gallbladder to contract. You no longer have a gallbladder. You no longer have a reservoir of bile. So if you eat a lot of fat, many people will need either an ox bile supplement that we have called Beta Plus, or they can take cholestyramine, one half scoop to one scoop twice a day, and that usually solves the problems. Okay. And then they, some have to lower their fat, but as long as you do one of those two things, It'll, you can live a normal life without any problems. You can live a long, yes. full, yes. healthy life. The gallbladder is not critical. It's kind of like the appendix. It's not a critical organ. Oh, I think but, so. But Every it's, it's important. I, I'd rather body. keep it. I'd rather keep it. <laughs> God made for a reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so now, you know, the best is to try to keep it if you can. Now, the next program, Mary, we're going to talk okay. about supplements yes. that help to uh, heal the gallbladder as long as it's just sludge or stones in there. If it's chronically scarred and chronically, uh, you know, just damaged, then sometimes you have to get it out. But most people, we can actually remove the sludge, remove the small stones or stones less than five millimeters. Now, is that like a, gall, a gallbladder cleanse? There's a gallbladder flush we're going to talk about. Okay. There's supplements for the gallbladder. Okay. And there's medicines that literally cause the stone to dissolve. Okay. So we're going to talk so about that. So it's a whole lot time. of information. We're going to, right. if you're interested in that, you definitely want to watch the next program on the gallbladder. And we also have a product that helps people with carbocyst. Well, carbocyst. This is an amazing product. Carbocyst helps especially with the liver. The liver and gallbladder uh, are paired organs that work together. Okay. The liver produces the bile, the bile runs through the liver into the bile ducts and into the gallbladder. And so it's important, again, it has alpha-lipoic acid, it, it helps to lower your blood sugar, but it supports a healthy liver and gallbladder. Also, the fiber zone, real important. 
for lowering cholesterol, getting the gut involved so you're less likely to form a stone. It also helps with regularity tremendously. Now the carbocyst, which is amazing about this, if you're one who has a tendency to crave carbs, it, it definitely helps. Yes, helps. I've helped, helped you a lot with that. Yeah, they, you, don't carve, you don't crave near as many near carbs now. Not as much, no. I but it also helps support healthy blood sugars and hemoglobin A1C. It's really good. It's all natural. All and then natural. Liver cleanse. Not that we have interferes with meds and drugs. So These two go more with the fatty liver. We're going to be talking about that in another program. Okay. So right. these are the best two, I would say. Now, I've, I've got fiber. one coming out. It's going to be my liver gallbladder cleanse. We're putting supplements in to make it even more comprehensive. It's going to help the liver and the gallbladder. Well, you have to watch for that because yes. that's going to It'll be out in the next few beats months. and stuff like that so people can sure. do a self-gallbladder cleanse. But anyway, go. And then the book is the Beyond Keto. This is the book to prevent <laughs> gallbladder disease and to help people reverse it if they take the supplements with it. You want to visit our website, drcolbert.com or divinehealth.com. We have a ton of videos on there explaining our products, what to take, how to take. Be sure and share this video with your friends and like it on YouTube. <laughs> that helps us do what we do. When you partner with us on a monthly basis with our products, you're helping support us to do what we do. We want to get this information to the general public because my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Not a lack of faith, nope. or lack of love, nope. lack of knowledge. It's lack of knowledge. Amen. Praise and God. And it's important that you get the right kind of knowledge. Because if you Google on the internet and you go through this, you're going to get so many different opinions and thoughts. It'll confuse you. I'm telling you, Dr. Colbert will not confuse you. He'll give you solid, good guidance. So you watch us, stay tuned and share it with your family and friends. We appreciate that. God bless you, and may you walk in divine Amen. health. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's our